Welcome back to another edition of the Profit Roadmap. I'm Bear Duplessis alongside Cody Owen back at SA6. Got a former bigger, biggest, yeah, got a former biggest badass in the room. But you can't mess up the branding. That I know, bad. it's so terrible. <laughs> you can't be like, we got a big ass in the room. <laughs> yeah. That's not the got same the, thing. No, it's not. We got the, we have a former biggest badass in the room. Not too much former, one year removed from the title. Mr. Kirk Slack. Well, I, I got about four, four hours left, actually. Yeah, four hours left. Yeah. Just also yeah. defending champion of the biggest badass award. Mr. Kirk Slack of Wellspring Landscape Services, LLC. Kirk, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are y'all doing? It's good to see y'all again. Oh, it's it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind of a conference. Been having some great conversations with, uh, as we keep saying, with everyone we sit down with. Uh, some of our favorites. I think I think it's I think it is really you know as we kind of made light of the subject, Cody. I think it is really great to have some of our you know quote unquote favorites sit down with us to to not only recognize their journey, but also the progress of their journey. And so I think that's what we're going to kind of talk about today, Kirk. Right. Cool. So. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, this past year as the, as the, as the biggest badass, what, uh, what that's brought to your business and what you've learned. Yeah. Yeah. It's been exciting. It's been, um, you know, to, to win, it was just unbelievable because it's, it's, it, there's it, the first thing I thought of was we don't get a lot of chances to high five, you know, like when you're a kid and you're playing sports and you're constantly high five and, and, you know, and, and those kind of things. And we just don't do that and you know whether it's my personal life or or work life or whatever there's not a lot of high five and that goes goes on so this is like my proverbial high five was the the you know winning the biggest badass and then getting to go home and and share that with my family and my staff and 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 really really thinking about it all year year round so it's been awesome you know my son and I so my son's 14 Ian is 14 and he was in the the badass video, and um, I talked about in that video about him giving me a hard time about working too much or being on my phone all the time or whatever. And so, just this the production of the video itself gave me this incredible insight and perspective, both from on on me and then also from him as well. So that was a huge learning experience. And then, uh, so, so and I'll, I'll tell you one of his single side story is is his big thing is like a lot of kids he like to play Fortnite. Well, his, his love language is quality time together. So he loves me for me to sit next to him at, in his room and watch him play Fortnite. And I will tell you, it is excruciatingly painful to sit there and just watch someone <laughs> play a video game. But his generation, you know, there, there, there's what, what's a, the ninja or whatever. I can't remember his name, but there's, you know, the guy that makes like $7 million a year, this kid. Yeah. Just, just producing videos of him playing different video games right yeah you're a so subscriber aren't you cody i am not okay. but i am aware <laughs> so they're uh, uh i can't i should know all their names by now but uh but so their generation that's that's what they do they watch each other play they watch videos of people playing video games to me it's absurd but but what i've learned is is he will literally go physically get a, a, a chair put it next to his chair in his at his desk in his room and then he will he will demand that I come in there and then I sit with him and I'm not allowed to bring my tablet or my phone with me. I have to sit there and truly be present and truly truly be engaged. And so what I've learned over time is I, I have to watch him and then I have to ask questions. And then over time I've found that I'm actually kind of getting into it and I know you know the different art, the skins they wear and the the the, the weapons that they use and it's also given me insight into this community that exists, right? So he, like he has a friend from Florida that he plays with and then, and all of his local friends in Austin, Texas, right? But, you know, on one hand, it's kind of scary that there's this kid out there meeting people from around the world, you know, on these video games, which we, we've all, you know, stranger danger stuff. But, 
but it's a legitimate community they they're developing on, on online right and so it's it's given me the, the fact that I've stopped and I've, fo- and I've focused and I've become engaged you know actually kind of renewing my my love for video games to some degree but then also opening opening me up um, to to be more aware of the world that he's living in and, and that he's growing up in and his generation lives in. So it's been pretty cool. I, I just got way off the topic probably, but but that's something that's been a benefit of of just going through this process and and, develop, and creating the video that ultimately won the biggest badass competition and then this has led to change in, in my life and his life and, um, and has brought us closer together and, and opened my heart and my mind to to new things, so... I don't know, if maybe too deep. But. No, I think that's I think that's truly insightful because I think uh, you brought up so many points uh, there, but I think the, the what it all boils down to is uh, you're able to give your child what they require. It may right. bug the crap out of you. That's what Cody <laughs> does to me all the time. But uh, you know, ultimately, when you can when you can give them what they want, then you have you know it's it's truly rewarding. And, and Bear, this is like that uh, the SNL sketch that just aired recently as we're recording this about a father and son who the only way that they can bond is through podcasting together. <laughs> really, I didn't see that one. It's it's very funny. You should watch it. That, oh my gosh. Well, that makes it's sense. That makes sense because we have absolutely nothing. They in like start yet. to have a moment of like the son telling the father, "Like you weren't there for me," like all uh-huh. this stuff, and it gets heated, and then they like lock eyes for a second, and then the son throws to an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because Ian and I started doing a podcast together. Well, you, know, I talked to you about that earlier. Yeah. You helped me get the equipment, and uh, and and we have two two uh, podcasts done. But that's what's one of the things we, we that's one of the things ways we talk is by recording it. And then we That's have these awesome. conversations. And they may or may not ever become public, but hopefully I learn from him and hopefully someday he can it's kind of like a photo album, right? He'll be able to listen to him again and go, "Wow, man. Yeah. The cool conversations we had." I I think uh, I think that sometimes where you know, we are kind of going off on a tangent here, but again, I think that's something where we can tie back into technology where people are kind of fearful of advancement and stuff like that. You you have absolutely no interest in Fortnite. You know, you probably no, well, yes, had now. No, yeah, yeah. Now at well. the time, at the time, you thought the the idea of watching someone play video games. My opinion is is spot on with yours. I think that is absolutely patently absurd. Yeah, right. Um, it's how you get better. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's it is extreme. And <laughs> but and then you know, there this other element of podcasting, which is a very you know, as I sit here and, and co-host one, is very much a, a new age radio. You know, which is something that I grew up listening to, and I still do. I, I'm still a big radio. Um, a consumer, but uh, you, you you found a great way to spend quality time with the people that you care about, and it's all because of technology right. that's been able to to free up this time for right. you. And uh, I mean, what a great self realization moment, and what an opportunity that it's brought for you. But there's been other opportunities uh, within your business too that have right. kind of developed from um, from winning the biggest badass. So tell us a little bit about that. By far the biggest, and so this is kind of the nuts and bolts on it, right? So I'll, just a little background. So we my, we planned a trip to Peru. One of my bucket list trips was to hike, do the backpack uh, four days up to Machu Picchu and see Machu Picchu. And so so I hired a company. Where would you come up with that? So wh- why why is that on the bucket list? I don't know, man. It was it was probably just from watching a Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom or something when I was a kid. I mean, I don't know. But, but you know, I, I love it. He's not into the backpacking scene, so he uh, doesn't no. know that like Machu Picchu is uh, like actually backpacking up to it yeah. is uh, 
like a bucket list item for a lot of backpackers. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, I know what Machu Picchu is. It just, yeah, I guess it, if I, if I'm like, not in that world, I guess I just don't get it. But that's 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 really cool. It just seemed really random. So so, so on the to, to to tell you how big of a deal it is to some people. So on the very last day, we get up at three in the morning, um, and you have to you have to kind of you're up in the mountains. You actually hike backpack down to Machu Picchu, right? So because you're at such high elevations, and it's up obviously up in the mountains too. So it's it's just a lower mountain top than the ones we, we camp on and then so we you have to get up super early and you have to stand in line and then the it's in a protected area so you have to go up basically to the guard gate and check in because you only let so many people in and you have to have a a, a um, not a license but a permit yeah a permit to get in wow and so it's dark and you're sitting there so there's hundreds of people just kind of piled up at this permit station waiting to get in and then they let you in and then you go and then you kind of go up to this little peak and, and there's some ruins there, and, and that's the, the where most of the photos are taken of Machu Picchu. So, you, and then you look down at Machu Picchu, and there are literally people there crying, like like in weeping, because the, it had been such a big goal of theirs, and, and the journey is tough. I mean, there's literally, there's got to be no no exaggeration, hundreds of thousands of steps. So it's not single track that you're just blah, 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 you know, like you, you get in Colorado and it's a single track. Um, it is steps up and down, up and down. And you may, you may hike three hours up nonstop. And the steps aren't uniform, right? I mean, they may be three inches tall. They may be three feet tall. And so it, 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 is, it is very difficult physically to do it. And, um, and there's very limited uh, facilities, although we had Sherpas and stuff. And I can tell you all about that. So it was pretty fun. But um, but to, at the end, it was such a big deal. There were literally people there weeping as they're, as they're looking down on Machu Picchu. So. Sounds like I would need glucosamine shots after, after doing that. <laughs> and you can also take a bus up if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can full-on skip the, uh, yeah. the like, earning it. Yeah, the yeah. earning it. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's our guy called them chickens. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so we planned this, this three-week trip to Machu Picchu. I mean, I'm sorry, to, to Peru. And so we were literally, you know, Peru has, is very, very diverse. So you have the the, um, the area where the Incas lived, lived and the, the Sacred Valley and Machu Picchu and those kind of things. And you have Lima, which is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, not progressive, but a, but a very urban area, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's 10 million people or something live there. And it's, I mean, it's a big God, city and, and there are very wealthy people there and very poor people there. Uh, ruins all over the place and then you got lake titicaca which is which is always fun to say and um you know it's totally different <laughs> indigenous i was being mature <laughs> i just can't say it without laughing and um and you have a different indigenous people from there um that were truly ancient people and i'll i'll spare all the details i'll get all geeked out on the history and then um then you have the amazon which is totally different right uh, and so you, you can go from from sea level to to nosebleed super high elevation in a very short amount of time. And, and it's in, and then the culture is incredible. So anyways, so we planned three weeks there and, and it by far the, the, the longest trip uh, vacation I've ever planned. Right. And I'll tell you, it was a long time. It, it, was, it was a little bit too long, but it was, it was a long time to be away, but, but three weeks. Cause it's, you know, it's a bucket list, right? It's, 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 um, it's, 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 it's you may never go back. Yeah. Let's go all in. Right. Yeah. I can, if you, if, you know, later I can tell you all, you know, what all we did. I mean, it, it was just incredible, but, but the miraculous thing is, as it pertains to business goes, and I, I can tell you there were all, everything that could go wrong in my company went wrong leading up to us leaving. And I don't know how many times I called our poor 
travel agent and um, who's the sweetest young lady and and uh, and told her, right, well, we're probably going to have to cancel. What you know, how much money can I get out at this point if I cancel? And it'd be like, oh, you can get half the money back. And then it was like, well, you can get a third of the money back. And it's like, all right, we can give you. 500 bucks back, you know, and then it was like, oh, no, yeah, you can't cancel your flights. We can give you a ham sandwich back. Yeah, well, you know, and then it became ridiculous. We'll give you a high five down at the office. <laughs> know, right? like, it's at this point, you know, I'll tell you, well, anyways, but, uh, but what was interesting is my staff kept saying, you better not cancel this trip. You better not cancel this trip. You know, we have worked so hard as a company and, 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 and that part of that hard work was, was in this, um, video and then the video won the award you know, and, and do not, you know, basically, you know, don't, you got to go, you got to go is the bottom line. So about two months before we left, my office manager put in her, her three weeks notice. I used Jason cup, uh, used his company Kincaid and they did full court press, finding me a new office manager. We got her in, in two weeks It was a miracle. And she was there one month before I left. And then I had another guy who worked for me at the time. He, he didn't work for me anymore, but uh, who who had to go on vacation the same time I did, even though I had, I had told him nobody's allowed to take time off while I'm gone. Well, he's his scheduled a trip, and and um, that became a big to do. And um, and so I didn't have anyone to get basically get the crews all set up. You know, basically I didn't have like an operations type person at the time to to get everybody organized in the morning. So everything was coming apart. Oh man. Anyways, we got to a point where um, I just pulled my staff together, and my staff was like, dude, you hired us to, to do our jobs. Let us do our jobs. Go. Have fun. And, you know, and they're like, if you don't ever want to call in, don't call in. You know, if you want to call in, call in, whatever. But we expect you to go spend time with your son and enjoy this trip. So I went, and it did not take me, surprisingly, very long to relax. I think it was about halfway on the flight down there. I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to worry about it. I it's mean, what's, too late. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, what, you know, and I, I try not to say like, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'm like, yeah, well, that's a lot that could really good be bad. But um, so anyways, it, long story short, uh, we go down there. Um, I FaceTime my new office manager about once every five days, four days, depending on, on, on where we're at. And then we come back, you know, had this incredible trip, came back. Everybody was super excited about it. And then I kind of did this debriefing. So we, I went um, staff member by staff member and said, let's sit down. Let's talk about the good, the bad, what we learned, you know, what went wrong, what went good. What did we learn? And my new office manager and, and the well, – well, let me back up for a second. I had a crew leader that I'd been talking about grooming into more of an operations role. And he – oh, that was the other thing. He, he had some mysterious illness, and he was supposed to kind of take over a big role. And, and he was in the hospital oh when I gosh. left oh my gosh. in intensive care. And I'm like, good Lord. Like, you know, and so long story short, he ended up coming back while I was gone. We had another employee kind of step up and help out a little bit. And then he came back, and he just completely stepped up and took control of everything. There's some details I'll leave out just because it involves an ex-employee or an employee who's now an ex-employee, and I don't want to go into those details, but... It, Part of it led to his departure, but this we had one employee step up and control all the operations side. My office manager controlled everything else, and then uh, and then Will in my office, um, you know, stepped up. Everybody just stepped up. So when I came back and I did this debriefing, my office manager and and uh, the the operations the guy who stepped up in the operations side both said separately from one another both said. We need you to step away from dealing with the employees every day. 
we don't need you to come every morning and get the crews set up. Quite honestly, it is um, more difficult when you're there. It creates complications. They said, uh, you are uh, a pushover. And when, at the time, we were like everybody, we're having trouble with employees not showing up or showing up late or whatever. And they said, you're a pushover. And while you were gone, we developed new procedures and criteria. <laughs> and so, and so they developed a system where, yeah, they developed a system where it's like you, and, and they, they, they did an addendum to our employee handbook. They had all the employees sign it. And they said, and it was very detailed. Here's, here's what we expect. Here, here are the procedures. We expect you to follow them. And here's the reper- repercussions if you don't. And you, uh, you get an oral warning, you get a written warning, and then at that point you're either going to be fired or we'll put you on a performance enhancement plan or we can use suspension. But at that point, you know, we're, we're looking at getting rid of you at that point. So they fired. So we're in a business, right, where it's a tough uh, market, Labor's labor hard, market, yeah. right? And they're firing people I'm gone. And my, and um, man, you were yeah. you were out, and they were like they yeah. had a they had a kill list. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, they for for real did. There were several guys. They're like they had a target on their backs, and they, and they were like we're getting rid of these while well these people while they're gone. But they, what they told me is they said you're you're a pushover. You keep threatening, 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 and you never really follow, follow through. through. And God bless them. Man, they were they had a lot of courage talking to me this way, and I'm glad they did. But. Yeah, I was going to say, that's... And in, 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 I was told... They, they said, were high off the power. I know, right? <laughs> I, know, I know, right? They're like, you need to not come in yeah. with all due respect. <laughs> but there, but uh, my uh, Jonathan told me, he said, um, he, goes, he goes, literally, he goes, the guys, they'll, they'll just walk off and laugh after you threaten them because you don't follow through. And so uh, Tracy Moff's manager and Jonathan got together and and what was amazing is is they took over the hot over all the hiring so i'm not allowed to, to hire to be involved in the hiring anymore for crew members they uh they standardized all the hiring tracy standardized all the hiring process and the firing process and the discipline process and um and they basically what happened was so so we have that i'm not allowed to be involved in those things we had guys that would ask for advances on their paychecks and I was always like yeah sure yeah sure whatever you know hey it's a good thing for the employees and and Trace was like you know this guy has out three advances right now and oh by the way he never comes to work oh and he's late all the time and whatever so she standardized a process where we can still do advances to employees but it's very 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 defined and then it has criteria that they have to meet in order to be eligible for it mm-hmm. same with raises so they created all this while I'm gone and I get back. And Sounds like they were creating it in closets while you were there. Oh, no, right. <laughs> no, right. It, was, it was truly amazing. I mean, it was, it was, it was very That's humbling. That's awesome. That's very a lot of ownership yeah. for them to, to take yeah. and, and want it, to improve. It really was. And, and then it's so humbling for me to come back. And, want, and it's, I think it's a testament too to my, hopefully my relationship with them that they, they felt f- free to talk to me that way. And they were very, they were very, very respectful. But they were very honest and candid, and you know that's what a great character to have in your company is 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 you know. And they were holding me accountable and being yeah. very candid. So, um, so, so they what, were able. To, what was your initial reaction? That's what I'm kind of curious about. Um, to to being told that, yeah. Um, man, it, honestly, it, I wasn't super surprised, and uh, I was a little relieved. Uh, and okay. it, it probably shocked you. I mean, it sounded like it. no. Yeah. It sounded like you were impressed at least. I just, I yeah, just oh, super. Wondered. It was super impressed, but it, but it was it was 
it was like like one of my notes here that I took notes was was that I felt like I learned more in three weeks than I had in five years about my company, and that was my company was at a, my company and my employees were at a different place than I thought it was it they were at or it was at, and it took I, I would almost say at this point for especially for for people who have employees, right? Not the, not the person who's the owner operator out there who if they quit mowing, the company quits mowing, right? But but for anyone who has employees or managers and stuff like that, it, it should always be mandatory. You have to leave for three weeks and don't, don't have very little contact with your company and then come back and then see what you learn about your company. It was amazing. It was I mean, if the owner operator does that, he's going to find out what the bottleneck is in his business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? right? Yeah, oh yeah. I don't want to get me started on bottlenecks. Good Lord. Uh, I know Cody wishes thing. I would leave for three weeks at a time. So, <laughs> I, so I just avoid seeing him for three weeks. It's not hard. We work on different yeah. ends of the office now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Three weeks. You go to Disneyland every two weeks. That helps. It's Disney world. You animal. I know. Right. Those are totally different things. And, uh, but even, even little things like, so hiring, I'm not hiring, firing discipline, um, time off requests, advances, raises. I don't have anything to do with those things anymore. Like they just happen without me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's, if it's a, if it's a, if it's, you know, like a management role, then of course I'm involved, yeah. but they, but they, they have the latitude or is that latitude the right where they have, they have the ability to go, um, make all these decisions without me. And it's amazing because I had no idea how much, and, and even things like this, Hey, can I get another shirt or Hey, I lost my hat. Can I get a hat? So supplies, uniforms, anything like that, I have nothing to do with. And I had no idea how much of my week was taken up by you know a guy texted me at 4 30 on a friday hey can i get advanced today and i would literally stop what i'm doing get the check write the check i would take the check to him and was ludicrous i mean i'm almost embarrassed admitting this but you know i want to be candid and and in my mind it was taking care of our employees so i'm gonna get to a big point here in a second in my mind i was being this great employer who who even though i'm a small company with limited resources i was able to do these really great things for my employees well the result more was was twofold. One, I'm spending all my time with the with the loser employees, right? I'm spending all my time dealing with my attention and my emotion is focused on the guys who aren't doing things right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're asking for money all the time. They're coming in late. They're 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 not coming in at all. They're they're asking for raises. They lost their shirt. They lost their hat. Like I'm dealing with all this. You're stuff. You're only dealing with problems. I'm only dealing with that. And then what that did was was really made the kind of disenfranchise the good employees. And they and they told me. They said you you spend all your time with these guys who can't come to work on time and you never talk to us. Like you never and I was like, "Wow, like that is so so humbling." And and you're right. And so we have had a complete change um in that regard and that is uh, we are going to have remind me to talk about culture and discipline, but we we um we we're, we have very very explicit and very well communicated um, procedures and and uh, you know and and expectations, and if someone doesn't quickly get in line with those, we quickly get rid of them, um, or we, we quickly try to get them in line, and if they don't, then we quickly get rid of them. And my time and emotion is spent on the good employees and talking to them and meeting with them and helping those guys out, you know. And what so what it from a company culture perspective has happened is, um, you know, in my mind, I was like, well, I'm just going to be this nice, generous employer and get taken, and then I ultimately got taken, taken advantage of. And what we found out is if you, if you have very well communicated and, and very detailed guidelines and procedures and rules, if you will, for the company, 
then that's what guys want. They want predictability and accountability, and they want to do a good job, right? And so our culture has gotten so much better, ironically enough, by really cracking, I hate to say cracking the whip because it's, it's kind of negative sounding, but, you know, by really Everybody the knows the rules. Yeah, and everybody knows, and we hold everybody accountable. And, oh, oh and the, by the way, they're applied equally across the board. No mm-hmm. favoritism. Yeah. And that has created an amazing company culture that 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 I had no idea could even be that we even needed much less I couldn't even identify it much much less figure out that we could achieve it based on being kind of hard asses you know yeah we recorded an episode with Martha Woodward probably coming up on two years ago right it was one of our first uh, ones yeah talking about uh motivate motivating employees and it was all about uh, like setting positive reinforcement and making it like attainable for everyone. And I know that you do this with uh, like giveaways and stuff right, right, where the, right. the employee who has the highest ratings and all that. Right. But it's very much like there's not only like a system of, hey, if you do this, this negative consequence is going to happen. If you're late, you know, three times in a week, you're done. Right. But also like, hey, if we get three compliments about you from customers, right. we're going to give you a TV, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, it's a hundred bucks in your paycheck or whatever. Right. Like having both of those systems set up where everybody knows the rules and everybody knows the benefits and the consequences uh, just like helps everybody feel secure in what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and it it, it would create this trust in me uh, and trust in them, creates trust in the process, uh, creates trust in the people. So the people, you know, we always talk about people, process and product, you know, but it created that trust in the people and the process. Where the, where the guys now would trust the process, you know, and um, that's amazing. I mean, so to so to go away right for three weeks and then come back to this. Imagine this is super fast forward education on my my company and my role and and my management skills, things like that was just I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, it was just it was unbelievable. Sounds like you need to find a new bucket list item, another Machu Picchu. Man. What would that be? I don't know. That's the question. <laughs> what, 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 uh, what's, so what's next? I don't know. I can't tell you I'm committed to taking a big trip with my son every year because he's 14. I got a couple of years left with him, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about Costa Rica. We talked about Alaska. And he, after my, I will tell you this, it is very cold in Peru, like cause the, ele- the higher elevations. Yeah. And it's like in your, it's, it's not like it's, it did get down in the teens at night, but it, but it was like just a steady cold. So it was like your bones were cold. And he told me after this trip, he said, he said, uh, yeah, he goes, next time we're going somewhere hot. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's going to find that the heat is uh, inescapable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a pretty lean kid. He'll, he'll be all right. <laughs> well, Kirk, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Uh, congratulations again for the, the three hours that are left on your title of Biggest awesome. Badass. Uh, it sounds like even, even though that was a culmination of all your success, uh, you've continued to learn more and, and you're building on that success as well. It's uh, absolutely, it's, it's great to see where you're at. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. And thanks. See y'all. It is a, uh, it is official policy of the profit roadmap. Now that we encourage all of our listeners to take a three week vacation. Sweet. Yeah. Find Do out it. what's broken in your Do business. It. Find out what's broken, whether your boss wants you to or not. <laughs> <laughs> the music in this episode of the profit roadmap was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, Incompetech.com.